3: <laughs> oh. I forgot what I was supposed to say.
2: This is Jay Kennison, and... and you listening. It, <laughs> okay, this is
4: Jay Kennison, and you're listening to That Story Show.
3: Yay! Yay. Hey! This is That Story Show, people! Hey! cooking pizza the
2: volume of what came out of my body could have been measured on the richter scale
3: hey how you doing folks this is that story show where our whole deal our whole existence is to brighten your day with hilarious real life stories this is episode 268 i am your host my name is james Kinnison, and my good friend is here
2: Yes, I am. And my name is John and I love Culver's cheese things. <laughs> just True. the things, huh?
3: <laughs> I, I forgot the last word was curds. Curds. just came out things. I, I like, cheese, I like curds cheese curds too. Curds. I hate ordering them because I'd never heard of cheese curds until I moved here. And uh, the only thing that rhymes with curds in my dictionary, my little brain dictionary <laughs> um, is turds. And uh, my son, I wanted to order some from him, and he was doing the same thing. So me and my ten-year-old son are on the same wavelength mentally. Uh, we, he didn't want cheese curds because it sounded like turds. It's the same reason I think cremation is gross. It has nothing to do with cream, <laughs> but it's like nothing. You're, you're no, turning like me it. into lotion. What?
2: So, I and I like cream on my coffee. In my coffee,
3: <laughs> just. I just set it on top. I don't even pour it out. I just set the whole thing on my coffee. That's how that's how we do it. Anyway, how are you doing, John? So good to I'm doing good. It's good to see you. We're we're on Twitch for the first yeah, time like weird. legit. Everything is I running like well? All of the uh the technical issues have been worked out. No no complaints from Lucas Kirk sound quality wise. It was Thank late you. last night. I was running to Micro Center, buying one final component to make it all work. And what was uh, it? A magic wand? It, it was a. It was. It was a magic um, uh, ground loop isolator. <laughs> I just want to go to Tashi Station and buy some ground loop isolators. <laughs> It was great though, because there was only one in their inventory and I was taking a risk going there and I'm walking up and down this aisle. I can't find it anywhere. My wife's with me. She's looking, she's asking for details. Like what's the package look like? What is the, you know, the, the name of the product and you know, exactly. And all this kind of stuff. Well, um, she's like, well, we need to ask somebody. So we did. And the and I said, like, dude, I'm looking for a inline ground loop isolator. And he I said, Do you know what even what I'm talking about? He's like, I do, actually. His eyes kind of got big. <laughs> and it's almost no like light from heaven shone down from and he's like, This is my moment. And he goes up yes. and he pulls a bin down from the very, very top. And he goes through it and he goes, and he produces the exact item. It wasn't even on display. <laughs> I could have asked anybody else in the entire building, J, uh, John. I am convinced that the Holy Spirit was involved somehow. Mm. Mm. Amen. And was, that this is God's podcast from now on. My podcast <gasps> has asked Jesus into its heart. So, are we gonna have to change our name? I don't. I don't know that John has or I have, but the show is a Christian show now because God blessed it by giving us that one dude. Maybe he was an angel. That's what we used to say. He was an, say. Angel. He is an angel. All right. Um, it's time to, uh, it's time to do the weekly rewind. rewind. All right. So that's where we take something from the last seven days and we tell it to you. And, uh, who wants to go first? You want to do rock, paper, scissors? Since we're vir- yeah, let's do it. visual, rock, Ready? paper, scissors, paper shoot. scissors, shoot. You cheated. I had those. Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. I think, okay. you, yeah, I go first. All right. You go first. Paper okay, beats rock. Um, that didn't really work very well, just for future reference, because there's a delay. It's close. <laughs> Maybe if I get a bandwidth upgrade, I'll yeah, be able to. There you go. Um, all right, so um, mine is actually a not only a, a, a weekly update, a, a weekly rewind, but it's also an LBB of the week. You're an idiot. And that's, uh, <laughs> that's what we play when we talk about an LBB. You're an idiot. All right, and an LBB, in I case like you don't know, because we're talking old school, nobody's listening stuff here, an LBB is a living, breathing butthead. It is someone who exists only... Se- seemingly anyway, only to be a, a rear end to everyone yeah. in the world. Okay. So we were at Target and we were in line. That place. And when I'm in line, when I have a lot of stuff in my cart, I try to be considerate. And, I'm, and if there's somebody behind me that has one or two items, I will let them in front. I also try to go into a line. I don't mind going into a line that already has a bunch of st- people, you know, a bunch of stuff already there. I don't know why that matters, but it just seems like I'm, I'm leaving a shorter line open for somebody with less stuff. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to be thoughtful. I'm trying to be, it's my way of contributing to the universe, I guess. But um, so we're in line and the people in front of us have a, have a whole belt full of stuff. We've got a big cart full of stuff. And all of a sudden there's some sort of commotion going on at the self checkout. There's a lady and she's mad at her daughter and something's going on. But my first notice of her is when the woman comes around the corner and just shouts down my lane. This is a terrible lane. And then she just hurries off. I have no context for what she just said. So I holler out. I'm like, are you talking about the line? Or the people in the line. And my, my whole family's like, Shh, shut up, shut up, shut up. You're going to cause a scene. I'm like, well. She's going to come back. She didn't qualify it. Are we bad? And then I got funny or at least in my mind, I was like, you you guys are embarrassed by me? Not yet. And I started pretending like I'm pulling candy bars <laughs> down and fighting the kids and choking Jenna. You know, we're a bad line. We're a terrible line. We're the worst. <laughs> so we're a gang. We're going to get leather jackets. We're the worst aisle at Target. We're tough. <laughs> but um, That's an achievement. In context, though, I realized that the woman she really was an LBB because she's yelling at her daughter and, and apparently self checkout wasn't fast enough for her. She had to get Damn out of there man. with her, with her bread and her, her, you know, bag of grapes or whatever she had. And, uh, I'm sure she out? had a,
2: she's complaining about that.
3: Yeah. I don't know. She, I'm sure she wow. had a reason to, you know, to get out of there quickly. I'll give her that, but you don't shout down an entire aisle This is a terrible line. I know what she meant. Her daughter was probably sent to go find a good line. The daughter is a middle school kid. She sees the first line that has nice people in it. That aren't fighting or throwing candy bars at each other, mm, you know? Yeah. And, and she has a different set of judgments, you know, what she bases a good line on. Well, the mom probably had scooped up her stuff, come to find her daughter and, and immediately yelled at her daughter, this is a terrible line and drug her down <laughs> further to hopefully cleaner, better behaved people uh, that were standing in line. Um, this is a well-behaved line. So I now know that we were just a terrible line because of all the stuff we had, but with no context, Man. you know, what the heck? So Context is important. So, uh, that's what my
2: English teacher always said.
3: So lady who yelled at her daughter because, you know, you had to get out of there before everyone else because you're the most important person at Target. You lady who, who belittled my family and the Hispanic family in front of me without even knowing us. Whoops! You're an idiot. Timing, comedy timing. There you go. It's right there. All right. So, John, what what about That's you? Well. <laughs> oh man,
2: I had I had some really fun stuff happen to me this week. Let me just ask you. I mean, because it almost seems it almost seems cliche that I'll say something about a fart. So yeah. I'm going to give you the choice. You want to hear hear about a fart, or do you want to hear about a bunch of wieners?
3: oh my god
2: john <laughs> no i don't i don't i don't i'm gonna tell you about that one uh, yeah please because,
3: <laughs> okay <laughs> hurry okay, so <laughs> hurry quick, <laughs> people is, are turning off the podcast
2: yeah uh, okay listen people just hang on is this, it, it clean
3: it's clean okay so folks stop so stop turning off your podcast your families are safe as this f-bomb
2: all right it's (laughs) blast from the past uh so one of my one of my responsibilities in my in my job is um i help uh i help make these broadcasts for our football games so that you know people that can't come to the game they they can watch it so i don't do any of the on voice air stuff, I just make sure that it's stream All of the technology works. Yeah, I make sure it streams to That's this cool. network that we use, and um and so it's it's cool. So I get there before the game starts, and and sometimes there's people out on the field practicing and just getting ready for the the big game, and um so I was in the press box talking to one of the guys who does the the on air stuff. And um, I'm with him and he's, he's just out of high school. So, you know, I always feel this need to, to make the kids, the younger kids, you know, laugh and stuff. He's a a sharp guy anyways, but I just thought I got, I got to get some cool points here. So uh, he was in there with one of the other guys that played on the football team last year. And one of the teams I was looking out from the press box, watching there's a, there's our team is down there and they're walking around They're They're about to walk up off the field. And I, I said, Hey, look at those bunch of wieners down there. And they got this this big look. I was doing it because I was because the kid used to play for the team. And so I thought, you know, he would think, ah oh, he's calling our team a bunch of wieners. So I said, Oh, look at those bunch of wieners down there. And they get this look on their face, like, oh man, did he just say that? And um and I'm I was like, Oh yeah, it was pretty good of me, wasn't it? I was thinking that in my head. Yeah, yeah. But I was just I just kept going, you know, hey, yeah, I'm pretty funny. Yeah, well, I I see him lean over, the two guys lean over and, and talk to him, say something real quick, and I said, What's up? And he says, The coach is the coach for the other team is in there, and, and that's that's the his team down there. <laughs> so I look behind me and in the other part of the press box, there is a coach, and sure enough, it's not our team that I was calling a bunch of wieners.
3: Oh it was the other team. Gosh.
2: <laughs> and I said, Well, I just cost us the game, didn't I? <laughs> so it was really funny to me. And and the dude that was in the other side of the press box for the, I don't even know the name of your team, Mount Vernon or whatever. I'm sorry. I wasn't calling your team a bunch of wieners.
3: Not intentionally. You,
2: not intentionally.
3: All right. I mean, you Especially did. if
2: I knew that you were. Yeah. We did lose the game too by one point.
3: To a bunch of wieners. <laughs> to a bunch of wieners. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Good job, John.
2: Yeah, I, I,
3: my shoe went into my mouth. It's all I right, man. You got to look both ways before you cross the street anymore. Uh, I'll tell I you, so. when I first started ministry, I, I, <laughs> I was an intern, and our church's website was horrible, okay? Absolutely terrible. It was the epitome of 90s websites. It had oh, animated man. GIFs. It had multicolored <laughs> text. It had under construction pages with animated the construction under construction. Yeah. The- they are shoveling the coal because uh, yeah. that's how it works. Um, okay. it, it had images that weren't resized. They, they were full res, one megapixel back then images that had just been resized wow. with HTML. So they would take forever to download. So everything was wrong with this website. And I yeah. had just gotten. Uh, moved there from Macon, Georgia, where I had been building websites for a couple of years. So I was looking forward to getting my hands on it, but there's politics because it's a church. Oh, yeah. And somebody, you know, poured their heart and soul into that little thing. And, um, mm. and so David, you. my good friend and mentor, David Godbout, turns to me at one point while we're in the middle of the office where all of the admin staff share a space. I don't know what he was thinking to this day, but he turned to me and he said, what do you think about the website? And I said, it sucks. (laughs) I knew it. I said, it. I knew it. I'm like, it's terrible. And, and he, he, I knew I'd said something bad immediately. Cause he and my, my, his secretary kind of withered a little bit and did that look around thing. Probably the same (laughs) look that the wiener kids had on their face when you said what you did <laughs> yeah
2: it's like, yeah yeah we're about no, to get they were shot kind of, yeah
3: yeah <laughs> so um anyway long story short i uh i had said that right in front of the admin for the guy that did the, the pastor that did the website i had said that out loud mm. and so i i nobody corrected me there in the moment But later on, David pulled me aside and he just said, James, we have to have a secret code because I I don't want you to hold back on your opinions because I value them. He was being so kind and so, so fatherly, Mm -hmm. you know, and he says from now on, we don't (laughs) use the word sucks at all. He says, what you say instead is if I say, James, what do you think about the website? You say this, he says, um, it's good, but it could be made better. And I'm like, okay. It's he goes, good. no, no, repeat it. It's good, but it could be made better. Once again, with feeling, <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> so Make uh, it sound like you really feel that way. If you ever hear, if you're ever talking to me and you hear me say, you know what? It, it It's good. Could be made better.
2: Oh, man. And
3: to this day, I mean, it's been... Tw- 15 18 years and we're still using that in front of other people and getting away with it and it's it's fabulous it's a fabulous nice. thing so but it took it took yeah. a hardship to get there so
2: well I tried to play it off in my situation <laughs> It I won't even get into that because it's just it's
3: you started doing sad. voices and stuff I bet I hey, probably I'm t- a leprechaun <laughs> <labyrinth. laughs> <laughs> what game are we recording today is this football or soccer hey, like <laughs> uh, i said go buy me some hot
2: dogs fools <laughs> now, they're loading the snack bar up with a bunch of we win- so I, I thought it was our team down there i'm sorry coach i said I, winners
3: I, 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 said I said winners <laughs> i said of winners. course i did i have an, a weird accent I have an accent exactly <laughs> you're a winner <laughs> See what I can't I even there? really
2: spell the word.
3: <laughs> that's right. I'm from Georgia, man. I can't, can't do anything right. So, oh, oh. gosh. Okay. So uh, that's the weekly rewind. It's now time for my favorite part of the show. Let me tell y'all story. It's time for the featured story and it's my turn. And we're going to see how well I can do on this because I promised a while back that somebody needed to remind me to tell the story while we were on break of of the time that I cut almost all of the tip of my finger off while carving, okay?
2: Ugh, ah. Wait, so how long ago is this? Just give me some This was historical. last year. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah.
3: All right, last year. All right, I'm going to just... Are you going to be okay? I don't have anything now as, you, as many people know I can't handle medical gross out stories unless I'm the one telling them for some I reason them, I can even if i'm them. i I can handle it when it's me uh but at the time uh and when I hear things normally I am the queasiest about to pass out kind of person in the world and this happened to me and I was queasy pass outy guy the entire time and it just got worse and worse and worse so that's what I want to share with you today I was carving. I decided I got some ba- bass wood. So it's called and uh, yeah, it's, it's easy to carve. Light. Yeah. Soft. <clears throat> and I said, I'm going to make myself a buzz light m- marionette. And I did actually, okay. he's up there. He's uh he's a little unfinished. He has a little bit of blood on him. Um, and because Still? while I was carving him, um, I stupidly did the exact opposite of what you're supposed to do. And, and I'm, mm. I'm pushing, the the knife through the wood and then the wood lets loose Mm -hmm. and it's razor sharp, uh, specialty Uh cutting tools. And it just goes right across my finger. And it was just like a ninja movie. You know, when they, they, they Mm -hmm. cut the head off and, and the person stands there for a second, like nothing's wrong. And then the blood comes and then the head starts Ah. to slide. Yeah. This one, my friend, uh, I can look at it right now. It, it looks like uh, a V mm-hmm. because it went in on the bottom left and it cut up toward the top right of my um, pointer finger and a huge flap just emerged as the blood pushed it up. Um, ah. I grabbed it my with my hurts. hand and then later with paper towels and I tried to stop the blood flow. Um, But it wouldn't stop bleeding. And I knew from Boy Scout training, (laughs) that's a scary thing. I've never had one that just wouldn't stop. And uh, I knew from Boy Scouts, though, that when that happens, um, you don't take off the bandage. You put more layers on. So I'm like, I'm going to beat this thing. I'm not going to the hospital. I'm not getting stitches. This This is manageable. I can do this. So I kept putting more layers of paper towel on. Well, I'm an idiot because you know what paper towels do, John? They they're a, they're super absorbent. So I don't they're know quicker <laughs> Yeah, they're they're drawing more blood out of my finger. I don't know what I was thinking, but the, it kept it kept and kept and kept bleeding to the point that I'm like, okay, this is ridiculous. I need to show my wife. So oh, I <laughs> cool. That's great. Do that. I that was the next phase. I, I was trying to handle it myself as a man, you know. I'm gonna take care of this. I don't wanna go crying to mama right away. <laughs> but eventually I did. <laughs> no. Nope. And she's like, Let me see it. I do that first. And I'm like, it's kinda gicky. It's already kind of stuck together and I don't want to take off the bandage because well, here, put some water on it. So we do that. And we, we take it off and, and it just opens up again, just just all, all over. Well, lo and behold, I'm arguing, I'm arguing. I don't want to go to get stitches. It'll be fine. It'll eventually stick together. I'll wrap some tape around it. It'll be fine. It, 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 it will super glue, but let me just tell you if I'm not a centimeter guy, but it's a centimeter and a half tall and about a centimeter wide. Uh, the, the, the cut On the two edges, if you can imagine, um, I have to get a ruler that has
2: centimeters on it. So well, know let me how big let me. Is.
3: I have an imperial ruler here. Let me let me pull it out here. All right the the scar is three quarters of an inch long and easily a quarter inch wide. If if you can no no oh whoa, I forgot that little tip bit. It is. That's uh, gross. Yeah. It's almost a half inch wide. So it's a little less than a half inch. I don't know all the little micro measurements. So this thing was, was sliding around. It wasn't sticking. It wasn't good. So, uh, lo and behold, my sister-in-law who is a registered nurse is in the vicinity. I think I could have talked my wife out of taking me to the emergency room, but the, the nurse, um, Jen's like, let her look at it. Let her look at it. Open it up again. Let her look at it. And I did. And, and uh, tre- uh, Teresa didn't even blink an eye, first of all, because she's seen it all, done it all. But before I sure. even reveal it fully, she goes, you need stitches. And I'm like, dang it, dang it. That opens up an entire timeline into my future that I did not want to exist. It, it's, it's an entire <laughs> series of events, meaning I got to go to the dang Emergency room. I'm going to have to wait 500 hours. I'm going to have yep. needles poked into me. I'm going to have stitches put into me. And, and it's just, and then I got to deal with the healing process and the whole, Oh, I was angry at life on your, on your pointer
2: finger on your left hand.
3: Yeah. Pointer finger left, left hand. Yeah. Thankfully it was left hand. So, uh, cause you, you know, you hold your, your knife, your whittler knife. In, yeah. your, in your right hand so uh gonna so shave the tip of my finger off right there so we get to the emergency room it really wasn't a short wait jen ch- called ahead apparently you can call ahead now <laughs>
2: i'd like to reserve a bed for one yeah please.
3: i have an idiot uh with me and he tried to cut his stupid finger off trying to make of all things would you believe <sighs> A Buzz Lightyear uh, marionette. Have you ever heard of such a thing? Not even Disney has bothered to make one, but my idiot husband has. Anyway.
2: Oh, man.
3: She said all that for real. Uh, it's
2: Disney's fault. If they would have made one, you probably I wouldn't, probably wouldn't I have. I would have so. bought it.
3: Exactly. Dad gummit? Walt, what's the deal? So uh, we get there, and I'm in the emergency room, back room, and um. I'm I've it's finally stopped hurting. I've applied pressure. I have paper towels still on it and all that. And they asked me about my pain level. And my pain level, I said, you know, on one to five, it's like a two. It's a two. And uh I it felt so good that after the lady left, I'm like, I'm gonna take another look at it. So stupid me! Aww. Stupid me! I pull it off and it opens up again, and the pain ah. just bristles all over again. And so I put the bandage back on, which hurt more than, than, than taking it off. And I go to finally, and I'm like, it hurts a lot now. And she's like, okay, just go back to your room and we'll, you know, and I feel like I'm house on ben. that, on that episode where he's begging for, for, uh, drugs, you know, because of his withered leg and, and I, I'm begging for pain medicine. I'm, I'm now probably written down in some document somewhere that this guy really wanted pain meds, but it hurt. It was terrible. <laughs> so, okay, we move forward another twenty minutes or so. And um I I get set up on the table. They bring in a little side table with a blue cloth on it, and with a bunch of needles and thread yeah. and 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 um shots, you know, with the little bottles. Sure. And they said, Let me see it. So I open it up and I, of and I present it and it opens up again. It's bleeding. It's bleeding. It's dripping down my knuckle. It's more blood than I've ever seen come out of my own body. And, Is uh, it like the dark red blood that looks like it's been? Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, it's ah. thick. I, I have slow mm. blood. Remember, I got in trouble for that one time on one of the episodes. I have thick blood, and it comes out <laughs> and drops and just kind of like kinetic sand and just forms as it drips down onto the table. <laughs> but anyway, um. So, so she's like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to, we're going to put some, some Nova, you know, some shots in the base of your finger in your, in your finger crack, basically your finger crotch is not, that's not the term she used, but that's what I'm trying to say she says, there's a nerve there. We're going to hit it and and it's going to numb your entire finger. It'll be a local thing. You won't feel the thing. It'll be great. So she does that. Mm, Stink, sure. okay, and good. she goes in there. She hits the thing. She's like, "Is anything numb?" I'm like, "Yeah, my the ball of the top, the bottom of my fingers numb." She says, "Can you feel this? Poke the freaking sore." Yes, I can feel that, lady. Like, <laughs> how how okay. she Poke the sore? Yeah, she just tapped it with a little sticker thing. <laughs> She she, so she says, "Let me go in there again." So now I have to deal with another needle, which I hate needles. Another and she needle. she gets in Pokes there, and in I the can fingers. feel her. I can feel her poke the the nerve. She's got it. She sticks it in there. Nothing, nothing. She says, "I have bad news." Actually, she didn't say I have bad news. I would have respected her more if she said she had bad news. She says, "I'm going to have to inject it directly into the wound." <sighs> Let me repeat that. Why don't you just get some lemon juice and just pour it all over that? She told me with a straight face, with no compassion, with no concern, with no love, with the same voice and tone that the serpent told Eve, did God really say (laughs) not to eat? With that same, same attitude, that same- will
2: not surely die.
3: Yeah. She said to me, she says, we're going to have to inject it directly into the wound. And I said, really? I'm, I'm crying at this point because it's hurting <laughs> so bad. I've been poked with needles. I'm anticipating it more than anything. I'm laying there trying to be ma- masking. My whole body is kind of involuntarily shaking, except I can somehow manage to keep my hands still. I think because my subconscious is saying it's going to hurt more unless you hold still. So I could handle that. But she, when she said that, I said, are you sure? Are you sure? She says, yes. She got an attitude. I'm like, I didn't mean to tick you off. Oh, gosh, I need you on my side. So pull off the bigger needle. <laughs> exactly. She <laughs> says, yes, I'm very sure. We, we, you know, this, this, and this, and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, I, 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 I said, I'm not trying to second guess you. I trust you completely. I really do. But something like this changes your entire life. My whole life is going to be changed. She's like, what? <laughs> you said that? Even my wife, who's holding my other hand, almost in tears herself because she knows I don't get hurt very, very easily. And when I do hurt, it is hurt. She She looks at me kind of weird. And I'm like, Jen, you don't understand. I will remember this moment for the rest of my life. This will be one of those things I never forget the pain of. And it's coming. And I have to anticipate it. And it's freaking me out. So- Ugh. Oh, man. I don't know how else to say it, but she took that dang needle, and she filled it up, and she wiggled it between the flap and whatever was meat was underneath it, and she stuck it in there, and oh. dude, I kicked, and I screamed, and I flipped out, and I held my hand absolutely ice still, but I wow. was kicking, and, and the, the paper <laughs> on the table was ripped, and I, I felt like oh. a, 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 a kid. I felt like a baby holding my mother's hand and, um, but, but then the numbness came. Oh, hallelujah. It came.
2: The lights of shines <sighs> from heaven down upon the bloody mass of your finger. Oh my gosh.
3: Yeah. I ended up with seven stitches. That's a thing that you, just, seven. that you share seven stitches in my wow. f- tip of my finger, a lot of stitches. And that's um, a lot. That's more than I had in my arm. Really? Yeah. She was, she was a good little stitcher. I I couldn't feel it. Obviously I felt pressure, you know, and things like that. Um, but yeah, it, 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 I wasn't wrong though. It did change my life. I will always remember that as one of probably one of the most painful experiences, not just because of the pain, but because of the concept, the idea, my mind was spitting out adrenaline, like, or my heart, you know, was. like crazy because i'm anticipating this insanely ridiculous idea let's take Mm. the most painful part of your body and use that as a tool to help to heal you no no let's uh it would be like if you went to the dentist and they're like okay we got to do a root canal we're gonna numb that nerve but first we got to drill down through your tooth (laughs) to Ah. get to the nerve and then we'll numb it up real good for you okay buddy Okay. Nope. No, no, thanks. No, thanks. So uh, that's my story. My, my, uh, I took a picture of it and there was literally a puddle of blood on the paper. So it had soaked the paper and then kept bleeding enough to where there was blood that was just sitting on. It. I told you, it's like kinetic sand. I got thick blood. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean it, so eventually my heart will just stop being able to pump it. I'm I'm feeling But, uh, yeah, that's the story of the worst healing process I've ever been through. Um, oh man. Yeah.
2: It may don't appreciate that at all.
3: (laughs) Did you do okay, John?
2: But I thank you. I, I didn't pass out. I, I felt, I felt the heat. I got sweaty (laughs) and my hand is numb. The, especially my right, my left fingertip. Yeah. And uh, I have lost some of the feeling in my hand, but if I don't speaking think of, about it, I might.
3: Speaking of numb, um, I did lose uh feeling, a bit of feeling in the tip of my finger. Still? I, I've gotten a used to later? it. I've gotten used to it, but it is less sensitive than it used to be. Um, like Dude. I said, it cut a, a, a flap, so it severed nerves. And 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 um, my fingerprint is still the same. I had a guy on... One of our listeners said, "Yeah, your fingerprint won't change. It'll grow back over the scar." And he's he's not wrong. It's it's insane the way the human body is my, is a miracle.
2: My fingerprint changed. I've told you about my butt finger.
3: Yeah, but that's right? because you repl- you probably lost skin somehow. Did you?
2: I never got stitches. Maybe that's the deal. That's
3: probably the deal. They didn't line it back up right. But anyway. I'm, I'm better, I'm better now, but yeah, if I, (laughs) like, if I touch a desk with my finger or a a hairbrush, you know, bristles, um, I feel it less on one side than the other to this day. And, um, I did end up Mm. buying some of those gloves that, um, supposedly protect you from swipes like that. And, uh, I, 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 part of my recovery was finishing the, um, the carving and wouldn't you know it, I, wouldn't you know it, I'm in the same position. I'm doing the same mm-hmm. kind of cut. I'm not remembering. I'm not thinking. And my hand slips and it slices right across that same finger in that same spot. But because I was wearing those gloves, it just glanced off and no damage nice. was done. And at the, I had two... Feelings at exactly the same time. One was James. You're the biggest idiot in the stupid world. You should have no business carving. Finish this thing so you can finish damaging yourself. And then secondly, I'm like, James, you're, you're a genius. Cause you, you know, have the gloves. So my timeline didn't split off into a whole nother deal. I mean, it, it's not unlike my family for stuff like this to happen for, th- for it to have happened again would not have been ra- odd for my family because, and maybe this is a story for a different day, um, and I won't tell the story. I'll just tell you what happened, is my daughter broke her arm twice in the same spot Ooh. in one year. What? So maybe that's another story for another day.
2: Maybe you should have her tell
3: it. Yeah. Ooh, that's a good idea. That is a really good idea. Yes.
2: Hey, you know, sometimes. Uh, let's make that happen. Every now and then yeah. a blind squirrel finds a nut. That's right. All right.
3: It That's is now I mean, time. Is. Unless you have any other comments, uh, Pedro. No, I just want the circulation to come back to my hands. So <laughs> just, that, uh, do you need a minute? <laughs> no. I'm gonna be okay. You're going to be okay. All right. It's time <laughs> for us so. to do some listener stories. Is there going to listen to story? Okay. This one's called the blue octopus and it comes to us from Brian. Okay. One day we were at the local bulk food store with our tribe, usually having more than five kids attracts plenty of attention while out and about. But this time we wish no one had noticed us when we were at the checkout line with three months worth of supplies. My oldest son, maybe five at the time was itching to play. There was a dividing bar between the checkout lines, and he decided to practice Olympic uneven bars on one of the bars. Of course you do. That's what you do. You know? Oh, sure. Yeah, just flipping over and flipping around. We said, warning. Yeah. Injury ahead or something like that. Sure enough, (laughs) he flipped forward. He fell two feet down right into the concrete floor. I rolled Ah. my eyes. Oh, you know, like you do. Because you're not sure if they're hurt yet or not, you know? I roll my eyes and I pick him up. When I looked at my son, I saw something white. (laughs) The horror. I quickly jammed my son's forehead into my shirt and a bit of red spread around where his noggin Uh. was, was where his noggin was. He saw something white, John. It's before the blood comes. It's, it's, it's like the ninja knife trick thing. The wife said, Brian, you're, you're ruining your shirt. Brian mentioned, I saw his skull. (laughs) I saw his skull. No, he didn't. Come on. That was was... the white, John. The white. The cashier didn't talk at all. She walked away and promptly fainted in the break room. (laughs) Uh,
2: I am not liking the way this show's going.
3: I can see you holding on. You seem like you're holding on to something. You shouldn't podcast standing up. If you faint... You're you're going all the way down, dude. So uh, I got a carpet floor. Okay, well, I'm holding on to the, to my shelf up here. It's okay, brightened. just just hang in there. We quickly rushed to the nearest emergency room, hoping no one thought we were bad parents. Uh, thankfully, the hospital staff were awesome and craggled my son's forehead back together. <laughs> I like that craggled. You get it. I did. bonus points for the use of craggled. Yes, thank yeah. you. They were so nice that he left the ER with some stickers and a manly scar and a stuffed blue octopus. When we got back to the car, Nikki and I breathed a sigh of relief until another one of our kids said, I want a stuffed octopus too. <laughs> <laughs> Little punk kid, what do I got to do to get that? <laughs> <laughs> he's jealous. He's, uh, he, he's telling me to say this in a Norwegian woman voice. No octopus for you.
2: <laughs> Stupid.
3: Isn't that just like a kid? I was talking about jealousy just the other day about how you can't be jealous of just part of someone. You really can't. When you look at their lifestyle or you see them on Facebook and you're like, oh, I wish I had that car. Right? You have to have everything that they have. You have to, when you're that's jealous, right. you have to take it all. And I have learned that there is enough bad stuff in everybody's life that pretty much makes whatever they seem like they got good going on. It bounces it right out to where it's just as good as your Bounce, life. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know about that. That's is G. Okay. It's not the Bible, that's, but it's, that's it's, wise. It's, it is. I agree. <laughs> I think there might be a proverb
2: somewhere in there, and if it's not it it should be it should be
3: the G O K. Well, um, have you ever seen Bone or Skull John?
2: Nah, nah, just in movies, which is fake. It's completely <laughs> fake in movies and looks nothing like real life.
3: Yeah, so. I've seen a lot of blood, never seen a never seen a bone. Never seen a bone.
2: You know what? I take that back. Except for teeth. I take that back. I was on a missions trip with a girl and she had a, a deformity in her hand anyways. Like her fingers weren't grown, uh-huh. but she had, you know, this, the tiny, tiny little phalange bones. Yeah. 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 Just a short nub. Well, she was on a slide and she <gasps> fell down the side and she no, hit it. Stop. And <laughs> one of those tiny phalange. Bones <laughs> were, no, no, no. through her thumb. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know <laughs> how I didn't pass out. <laughs> it was just a little tiny piece. I was like, and so we were in a, a foreign country and we had to go to their to their <laughs> hospital, their clinic, and they're like, they're trying to, you know, scrape it off or something. I'm like, I think that's a, I think that's a bone. <laughs> oh, man.
3: Oh, John. He had to
2: go back and have surgery. Oh. Like, I mean, So yeah, I have seen bone. It was Shut up. Weird. I
3: hate you. My hands hurt now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so glad it didn't rip off. That's what I thought you were gonna say, is it just the whole little nub just sheared off. And I was that's when I was gonna throw up in my trash can here that I keep (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I got the sweat in my forehead. Oh, you got me too, man. I see I can say it, but I can't hear it it's weird i realized that it was easier to say that it wants to hear see exactly i don't know what it is Ma- i think it's Maybe like if i just it's like having your own spit in your mouth you don't mind but if i had your spit in my mouth i would mind a lot <laughs>
2: <laughs> good point that's the closest <laughs> i can if you come. power to repeat what you're saying <laughs> it would help me to to, to absorb it and yeah. empathize yeah. it so so,
3: so keep hmm. your keep your spit out of my mouth john metaphorically okay. metaphorically.
2: <laughs> metaphorically speaking yes, yes of
3: course Ooh. all right uh read me a read me a story john i want to hear one all right i got a story for you
2: this says almost dead on a sled sent to us by emily
3: emily
2: and this is a long one I'm gonna it's, do it, this i want to do though. this justice she says uh john's car crash story reminded me of a car crash story of my own great is there a theme to this <laughs>
3: I don't think it's not on purpose. Okay. I just picked well, stories that made me this. laugh. So. Okay. And when I chose these, I didn't know I was doing <laughs> the finger story. So, so no, there's no pattern. on The finger
2: story chose you. Hey,
3: the, the Holy spirit may be involved.
2: Uh, he's the one that gave you the ground loop interface line. Isolator, phaser phase. Phaser. Isolator. Okay. So, um, on a Christmas Eve morning in middle Tennessee, where snow is rarely seen in December, I woke to find my streets covered in a light dusting of snow. I immediately dressed to go outside, like you do, of course, knowing my (laughs) neighborhood friends would also soon be out to enjoy the snow before the afternoon sun melted it. See... That's how the snow is down here in middle yep. Georgia. Yeah,
3: You got to get out and quick. Stop her last year.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, it's going to be an overcast day, so that snow lasts for a while. So, uh, she's out there with her friends. Um, to their delight, my friends, to her delight, my friends and I discovered that the cul-de-sac we lived on was coated in a pretty substantial layer of ice, uh-huh. making it nice and slick for sledding.
3: Sweet. That's better than snow, apparently. Yeah, it
2: is, because... That lasts a little longer than snow.
3: Yeah. It, I mean, it's yeah. good if you're a kid sledding.
2: If you're a kid, right. Yeah. If you got to go to work the next day, you're going to be cursing <laughs> the ground. But um, she says, bear with me as I attempt to describe the topography for the sake of the story. In Middle Tennessee, everything is a hill. My cul-de-sac was a steep hill with a dead end being at the top. And the end perpendicular to the main street of That's the subdivision being at the bottom.
3: Backwards? That's weird. Okay. Yeah. So. So you would start it, in the cul-de-sac, and head down toward the main street.
2: Okay. Is that right? Got it. Yeah, I, I, I got it. <clears throat> yes. Yes. Yep. Main street of the subdivision at the bottom of of yeah. That's okay. nice and safe. Main street of the subdivision. Yeah, that sounds. <laughs> I hope I see where this is going. The main street of the subdivision was was only at a fairly steep slope at the point where I met my cul-de-sac. Since sledding downhill meant barreling right into the main street, we posted kids at the end of the street to work as our car <laughs> that's, lookouts. That's safe. Car coming. No. Here it comes. It's too late. <laughs> Don't come. There's a car. It's the Johnsons. They live on the third street. They're driving too fast. Um, Sorry. <laughs> So the car lookouts, the kids are posted. It was my turn to sled. The kid working as a lookout gave me the all clear. (laughs) I shoved off, picking up speed on the ice. I saw at the corner of my eye, a car going uphill on the main street, heading away from the cul-de-sac. Oh, okay. It skidded on the ice and slipped backwards. Oh no. It tried again. It failed again. (laughs) It gave up. And turned around, now heading downhill toward the (laughs) cul-de-sac. It slid very quickly down the black ice, unable to break. Oh, crap. (laughs) This is frightening, man. Yeah. This is like She's she's a good rider. She is very good. Time slowed in my head, and my brain began to calculate my chances of survival. (laughs) According to my brain, the car and I would reach the same point at the same time. Most likely, said my brain, the front tire of the car would crush my head. Oh. If not. <laughs> she, her brain is giving her some pretty good quick info. Yeah,
3: I'm going first. <laughs> I'll sacrifice myself to save you.
2: Yeah. If if not, said my brain, the rear tire of the car would crush my middle. Yeah. I was dead. I could not steer or stop the sled because there was no actual this snow.
3: Is scary as crap.
2: I feared to roll out because I might roll diagonally toward the car and make things worse for myself. I pushed myself backward as much as I could in my sled, closed my eyes, and prayed to die rather than wake up in intense pain. Oh
3: my God. <laughs> what a terrible decision to have to make as a child. Let it be quick, Lord.
2: <laughs> I just laid back on the sled. <laughs> prepared myself for death because you know time does move a lot slower i don't know what it is with adrenaline and all it that is, but time just slows down you, so
3: you got time to make your peace you know you're yeah. you're, you're 10 so your whole life flashes for your eyes mm. but it, it only takes a couple of seconds because you haven't done anything yet you know
2: there's not much there <laughs> yeah so you just think about it again and just again remember
3: that you got a my little pony for christmas last year and that's about it yeah <laughs> what a terrible situation. No kid should have to face their own death.
2: No, no, not on a sled. Not when you're not having fun. Yeah. Well, on the ice. Well, here she continues thud. The uh. front of my sled hit the tire of the car, which was going maybe 35 or <sighs> 40 miles per hour. Gosh. I bounced backward and began spinning around and around and around and around. The driver of the car who had not seen me felt the thud and reacted to it by swerving, even though he could not tell where the thud had come from. Thankfully, he swerved away from me off of the street. He would have smashed the front of his car straight into a brick house if it had not been for the fire hydrant scraping the bottom of his car (laughs) and bringing him to a quick halt.
3: Well, praise the Lord for little miracles.
2: I just picture this fire hydrant breaking off and then like his car <laughs> filling up with water like in Superman More 2.
3: ice! Yeah, Remember that one? <laughs> yes. Yay! <laughs> um,
2: yeah, when he later removed his car from the scene, the fire hydrant was bent at a right angle. Wow. Nobody acquired so much as a scratch except the car <sighs> and, of course, the fire hydrant. The driver was just glad to not have killed a kid that Absolutely. day. At home... Yeah, that's 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 a scary thing. I'm just going to say this is a scary story. Yes.
3: This is like it's real life nightmare.
2: At home I was told not to sled anymore, but among the neighborhood kids I was a bit of a hero, <laughs> a Christmas miracle, and the one who got to have all the fun because to a kid almost dying is fun.
3: <laughs> really?
2: Well, Almost dying is fun because you have a story to tell. That's right. Hey, wait, though. There's a middle school version of this. Are you ready for
3: okay, it? Okay, yeah. Do, do you want me to read it or you got it? Who does the – go ahead. You know,
2: you do the You do the middle school voice better than I do. Yeah,
3: okay. Well, I, I mean, no. I imitate
2: well, you doing it. Go ahead. Okay, I, there's my imitation of James's middle school voice.
3: It, it
2: was this day to have – It was really snowy, except it wasn't really snowy. It was just ice on top of the ground, a little snow. There was a little bit of snow on the grass and a lot of ice on the road. Anyway, it was Christmas Eve, but morning. Lols. (laughs) Anyways, I was sledding with my friends down the street, which was a hill. There wasn't any snow, just ice. So neighbor's (laughs) uncle's car was going like we sledded down the hill, which was my street. And it ended another hill where my neighbor's uncle's car was. Like so fast I was like, Oh my goodness, I'm gonna die. But I bounced back and went around and everything went fine because except my neighbor's uncle's car which got like stuck on like the water thing that dogs pee on <laughs> anyways. Hello. <laughs> it's all good because I didn't die. Obviously, the end.
3: Obvs. <laughs> I didn't die, OBS. I think you would
2: have done it better. I'm sorry. It's okay. Thank you for entertaining my.
3: Attempt. No, it's it's funny to hear. Regardless, I think you did great. You it guys could have been better. Email in cool and, and give John some props for his middle school drama right there. Oh, speaking okay. of which, we forgot. I I didn't even know that we had middle school drama, so I have to play this.
1: Um, uh, um, Dang it! Uh, move out of the way, stupid.
3: Okay now we're done uh john this story was uh hand selected by me for you it's called savior steve hi james and oh it's from claire and steve the golden retriever hi james and john i just wanted to share a story that happened to me a few weeks ago first please allow me to share a little history i am totally blind and i have a golden retriever guide dog I was in the store shopping. Mm. I gave him the command to start looking for the next left-hand turn. I didn't know there was such a thing. That's so stinking awesome. Wow. I know. That's awesome. It's like a little controller, you know? Like Yeah. Just whenever you can, turn Take left. to the
2: next hand.
3: I know what Take left me is. the hyperspeed, Goldie. Yeah. That's stinking crazy to me. Anyway. That's pretty rad. It is. Uh, so I'd, I'd tell him to do the thing and uh, start looking for the next left-hand turn. I could feel his head go from right to left looking. So he's scanning, scanning. I will scan master. He (laughs) angled. (laughs) no, 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 (laughs) no. Those are bottles. Okay. That's not an illegit left. Okay. So he angled and was about to make the turn into the aisle that he had found. When he suddenly jumped back and took his big head, slammed it against my knees. He forced me backwards. I thought that there was an obstacle that he didn't see. A bunch of people or something, etc. No, no, not at all. I leaned left to try to figure out why he did this. I told him to stay and I took a couple tiny steps to try to see if I could figure out what uh, was going on. With my hand extended, I felt nothing in my path. And then it occurred to me. Someone had let one rip and the stench was horrible. So not even my well-trained guide dog who saves my life every day by pushing me back up into the curb when there's a car uh, that I don't hear in my path. He guides me around obstacles, people in stores and sidewalks. He did not want to risk going through the invisible cloud of stench.
2: Nope, <laughs> not going to do it.
3: I must save her. <laughs> I want you to spare your lugs. <laughs> <laughs> Stay alive. I'll go through without you. LOL. She it's says this. Death. <laughs> it's, it's unseen. It's a, it, Poor dogs. They have a better sense of smell than we do. They um, do. He must, he must have been really so
2: brave. freaked out by that smell to throw his head into yes. her legs like that.
3: This is dangerous. <laughs> It's as dangerous as a car. It warrants the same reaction. So this was absolutely positively hilarious to me. I'm afraid. uh, I am afraid it is not funny. No, it is very funny. Thank you. Feel free to make fun of it and turn it into something funny. Not necessary. I know that Keith, uh, our, our other blind one of our other blind listeners would probably appreciate this story. Thank you for all that you do Claire and Steve the golden retriever Steve we we salute you here uh, you are a fart protector and <laughs> yeah. you get the official title you're, you're, man I' you're want a that gas patch. master you, <laughs> you
2: the golden retriever
3: Oh the silent but deadly assassin creed finder yeah he just he protects he, that's what he is from the scene and the unseen it's part of his creed i'm sure that he took when he was become mm. a guide dog
2: i would give that dog a high five
3: i wish i could talk to that dog i'd have him on the show huh yeah i, I want okay. to know what he was thinking okay so what he smelled okay so um i was looking for a left hand turn see oh, oh my crazy pill time I was looking for a left-hand turn, which is on this side of me, and suddenly a, a large man, um, well, we we call them poofs <laughs> in the dog world. <laughs> he poofed. He poofed very much, and usually I like kind of the smells that come out of the poofer, but uh, this time it was so <laughs> bad. I was like, If Claire hears this or smells this, it will kill her dead. And my job, my solemn job as her protector, is to protect her from the poofs and the cars (laughs) and the driving and the bikes and all the other things that other people try to do to hurt my Claire. Hmm. I will protect her. You know, so.
2: Steve, you are a good dog.
3: You're a hero. You're a hero, Steve. You are a Steve.
2: hero, Steve. You and Emily both.
3: I wish I could meet Steve.
2: I hope I Steve got a treat, ball. man.
3: I hope he did. I do, too.
2: I hope I hope you did, too. Claire, give him a treat.
3: Yeah, do it right now. Tell him good right job. Right now. Good boy.
2: Just for <laughs> saving your nostrils from the <laughs> fart cloud.
3: It must have been a rank, nasty, oh, just wet fart for a dog to, to react the same way he would as if a semi was barreling down the street.
1: <laughs> I will not let you get hurt
2: in your nostrils. I love you.
3: I like to imagine that Claire caught a whiff and passed out, and the dog drug her like from a burning car down the aisle to safety. <laughs> safety. Yes. Oh, thank you so much, Claire. Quality writing, quality story all the way around. Loved it. Now we got some voicemails. Bam. So this was called, this was called a Squirrely Proposal from Carrie. So here you go. Hi
5: there, James and John and whoever else might be hosting this week. This is Carrie from Toronto. And I have a story about uh, my own wedding proposal that I thought you might enjoy after last week's uh, discussion on, on similar stories. Was uh, I was in my second mm. year of law school and I was about two weeks out from writing my December finals, and my then boyfriend asked me if I wanted to go to Niagara Falls with him and his family, and I did want to go, but I was very anxious about losing all that study time, so I said, you know, I'll go, but I I need to make sure that I study uh, in the car, and I did not do that. I fell asleep, so we arrived at this little town just outside of Niagara Falls, and um, we got out to look around for the afternoon, and James was trying to be very romantic, and he says, like, oh, look, oh, you, you know. can take horse and carriage rides around the town. Why don't we do that? And I said, we don't have the money for that. That's expensive. We're not, no, I'm not going to do that. That's stupid. I'm not so going to be a we, tourist. Do that. we walked around a few stores, and then we passed a park, and he said, why don't we go for a walk through the park? I said, there's nothing to distract me in the park. That's dumb. I don't want to go for a walk in the park. That's stupid. We're just going to keep walking around. So we went in a few more stores, and he kept trying to bring me back to the park. He says, I want to take your picture on the park bench. And I said, I've been in the car. Like, I've been sleeping in the car all day. Why would I Why would I?" Listen, woman. But if it will get you to stop talking about the park, then we'll go to the park.
1: So I sit sit on the the bench, and he takes
5: my photo. And while he's doing that, this squirrel comes up, sits right beside me on the park bench. (laughs) I've never been that close to a squirrel in my life. Uh, and he just sits there and he, he stands up on his hind legs and he's, he gets, jumps down on the ground and starts stuffing leaves in his mouth. And I said, James, look at this squirrel. Isn't this incredible? So I took the camera from him and I start photographing this squirrel doing all these like funny things. And um, the squirrel finally ran away. And I, said, I looked at my watch and I said, oh, it's time to go. We have to go meet your parents to, uh, to keep going. And he said, will you just stop for a minute? And that's when I clued in oh my goodness, he's been trying to propose all day. And then at that point, oh, I, I felt so stupid for not realizing what was happening that I have no idea what he said to me to this day because all I could think of was, you're so dumb, you just ruined your own proposal. Like you only get, theoretically get one of these and you ruined it, yeah. you ruined it all. So, and then I kept ruining it because I couldn't focus on what he was saying. So he finally gets to the end and says, will you marry me? And... The first words that came out of my mouth should have been yes, because I really did want to marry him. But instead, the first words Ugh. that came out were, "When did you talk to my dad?" <laughs> it's not something my family would have, you know, required of him to speak to my dad. But I, James, knew that I wanted him to talk to my father before I said yes, and so I, I just I hadn't we hadn't been at home. Uh, There's no way he would have met my dad in person, so I I, I was so confused, when did you talk to my dad? He says, I called him a couple days ago, Uh, can you answer my question? So that's when I kind of came out of myself and said, yes, yes, of course I'll marry you. But uh, to this day, James hates the story about how um, the squirrel ruined his proposal. And uh, and how the first words I said to him were not a resounding yes, but when did you talk to my father? Oh. So I thought you guys would enjoy that story. Man. Thanks for letting me nice. share, and uh, hopefully I'll be able to call again soon with another story. Have a great show. Uh, Bye. I,
3: no, I don't want to send another story. Stories are stupid. Why would I send another story? <laughs> <laughs> I think the squirrel left the park bench and jumped into her brain. I don't know, man. Oh, that's hilarious.
2: <laughs> I was thinking they probably have a stuffed squirrel at home because uh her husband went out and found it and shot it <laughs> and stuffed it. You almost cost me a proposal,
3: buddy. Enemy number one, that stinking over familiar squirrel. <coughs> oh I I had a similar situation when, when I tried to propose to my wife. I, I had a bunch of friends around and we were they were all sitting in the living room. And I said, okay, I'm going to go get the ring. I'm going to come back. Just make sure she's not sitting on the floor. Make sure she's up on the couch. And so (laughs) I'm waiting in the other room, and I hear them. And they're like, hey, Jen, come on over here and sit over here. No, no, I'm fine. I'm fine right where I am. This is going to be fine. Good on the floor. Good on the floor. I'm very comfortable. Well, no, no, no. And they keep trying to coax her in different ways without trying to be obvious. And finally they were just getting desperate. I literally heard our friend say, Jennifer, you would look so much more beautiful over here on the couch. Wow. <laughs> and she still doesn't move. I finally just walk out and I've got the ring. And I said, would you please get up on the couch? And she starts to melt and slide immediately. Uh, gets up on the couch so that I can kneel in front of her. That was the whole point and, and present the ring and and ask her to marry me and all this kind of stuff. But she, uh, she asked, when did you talk to my dad? No, but you know what? She hugged me. She never, she didn't say yes. She just leans in and hugs me. And I think that's just the way a woman's mind works and I'm treading dangerous territory, but While you're sitting there doing your proposal speech, her mind's not just on that. It's on everything. It's splitting (laughs) off alternate timelines. It's thinking children and wedding plans and colors and bridesmaids. It's thinking about dads and who we're going to tell and and was this really what I wanted to do? And by the time you get done, she's gone through 10 years of notes in her mind. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I agree. You're lucky to get anything out of her uh, but eventually after the hug was over, yeah, I pull back and I'm like, well, oh, oh yes, of course. You know? So Yeah. Just give me an answer, please. I had, I had to ask my wife,
2: you know, I just assumed. So I slid the, the ring on her finger. Wow. Like, All smooth. right. I'm not, I'm, You're I'm smooth. embarrassed now. I don't know what's going to happen next. So let's just go sit down. <laughs> and then the guy in front of me said, Hey, she didn't give you an answer. Oh. Stay down.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You better wait. Don't just give it yeah. to her. It's not a gift. It's a, it's a promise ring. So, anyway, um, yeah, it's a mess. I, I you know, the poor guy. His mind's the opposite. His mind's focused on yeah. one task, one goal. Will I succeed or will I fail? And when she doesn't say anything, it's a fail. <laughs> it's a big fat yeah. fail. And then, and your whole and the, life the time is,
2: slows down.
3: Yeah, your whole life's hanging on this hook. Of will she say yes? Will I be eternally accepted or eternally banished from life? And uh, and 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 she doesn't know. She's she's already good with everything. She's already married in her head. It's already done. She's, yeah, <laughs> I think you're <laughs> spot on, dude. You should write a book. Uh, just how how to how to ask to get married? I I don't know. I tried to to do away with some of that 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 confusion by kind of pre asking. Like I said, if I asked you to marry me any time in the near future, what would you say? And she thought about it and got yeah. back with me and said, yes. And so I'm like, okay, cool. So that's when I started, okay. you know, making the plans and the whole deal. So
2: Five months later.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we uh, still haven't gone around Two to years. it. We've been together for twenty. years. <laughs> yeah, we just years. kind
2: of assumed. <laughs>
3: yeah. Common, common law. Uh, all right, so we got another one. This one's called... Peace be to you. It's another callback to another, uh, uh, you know, people get ideas when they hear other people's stories. I love that. So here we go.
6: Yes. Hey, James and John, this is Austin. I was listening to Claire's story about uh, not being up to date on the proper greeting at a church service, and it reminded me of a friend's wedding that I went to. It was a Lutheran service, and I had never been to a Lutheran church at all, let alone a wedding, Uh, but it was a very formal setting. And they had a very detailed program. The program had just about everything that was going to occur written in the program. The, it was it was it was like a little booklet. It was pages long wow. and had all these little details. Really so literature. I'm fascinated reading through all of this. And uh, you know, the, the the bride turns to the groom and says this, and then the priest does this, and I mean, just everything. And right at the point of the service where normally after the vows you would have you may now kiss the bride. It says, the bride and groom greet one another. And so I thought, oh, this must just be, you know, a very formal way of saying, you know, they're going to greet each other with a kiss or something like that. I, I don't know. So right below that, it says, the congregants greet one another. And I turn to my right where my girlfriend was sitting. And Uh-oh. she's looking at me like, what, what's wrong? My eyes are all big. We're about to and I turn to my left and there is this sweet little old lady whom mm. I've, I've never met before never seen and i'm thinking what is about to happen in the what what did we sign up for exactly to what were we invited to? What denomination so the whole service i'm just I'm, I'm sweating into. i'm twitching i'm what what what's about to happen here we get to that point in the service and the uh bride and the groom are to greet one another and they do what is i now know the lutheran greeting uh just as in claire's story they all turn to each other and say peace be to you so the bride and groom say, peace be to you, and shake each other's hands. Wow. At which point, what? the whole rest of the congregation, we all turn to each other, and we're shaking, you know, peace be to you, peace be to you, peace. And I turn to the sweet little old lady on my left, and she says, peace be to you. And I say, peace be to you, ma'am. I am so <laughs> glad to be shaking your hand this morning. This is wonderful. Uh, but we, we turn back to this, and the bride and groom never did kiss. Ooh. They they never. So I don't know if that's just not a part of the service there, but uh, thankfully it wasn't a part of the congregational activities
3: either. No joke. That's good. Oh, thank you so much for that. That was great.
2: <laughs> peace good. be to you is the Lutheran way to kiss, I suppose.
3: It is a nerve wracking. <laughs> th- yeah, I guess so. It's just peace like peace be to you. Peace be to you. Here's some germs <laughs> from my it's from a my hand. Way to- <laughs> give you a little high five. I I I am not picking on denominations. I know nothing. I just I just think that's interesting. I I I do know a couple that their first kiss was the kiss at the end of their wedding. And uh and that was pretty cool. Um mm, they had wow. fireworks that went off poof in the in the in the church when the kiss happened. <laughs> and they wow. and they played the hallelujah chorus. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> the first time kissing ladies and gentlemen yes yes let's light let's, the fireworks let's go to the replay oh yes perfect perfect form you know but yeah if i could imagine sitting there looking you know to the left i'm like okay girlfriend great awesome i'm gonna get to make out with my girlfriend in church legally this is gonna be great and then you turn to the right <sighs> and there's hagrid's oh. mom you know hi grandma <laughs> just like she's looking at you, you winking you got nice hey, lip gloss hey. on I picked this special spot just for you. <laughs> I'm going to greet you. I'm looking you. forward
2: to greeting you, Sonny.
3: I'm going to greet you all night long, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I yeah. don't know.
4: I don't know about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> all
3: right, we got one more. It's from Keith. Uh, uh, I, I went to his church Sunday. I went to his church well, yeah. and hung out with him in Illinois. Yeah. So it was it was fun. I, I've tried to record awesome. a gospel of Kennison about it twice, and I lost both hour long recordings. So I didn't get to tell anybody about it. But I'm going to. I'm gonna make that show happen by God. But um, here we go. This is called the more you know. Oh nope nope nope. That is the sound effect. Keith's is right here. It's called Uncle Hello, Dean's pie. James,
4: this is retro Keith. I have a story for you today. I call it Uncle Dean's pie ala mode. And it's about my Uncle Dean, who went blind, but he was in his 20s. He was always a very uh, independent uh, man who uh, just liked to come and go as he pleased. He, he had everything a young man could ask for, a uh, job and independence. And, and one thing he liked to do was eat. Uncle Dean was never a fat man, just what you might call a big strapping farm boy. There you go. He could pack like away okay. plates full of food.
3: So can I. One I can evening, eat
4: to too. after work, he'd gone down to a little diner to enjoy a minor feast. The waitress asked him feast. if he would like to try a new kind of pie. It was just added to the menu. Sure, you can bring it to me for dessert, he told her. He didn't know what the pie might be, but it was a good place to eat, and he anticipated it would be delicious. The waitress, knowing my uncle was a big eater, didn't think much about the request, After the meal, time for dessert came, and my uncle ordered that new kind of pie. The waitress seemed to sidestep the dessert order and began to decide the usual litany of pie flavors. My uncle was an assistant and told her, No, I want to try that new kind of pie you told me about. Do you have ice cream? I'd like to have pie a la mode. Um, it's not that kind of pie, the yeah. waitress. <laughs> I had a told him. feeling we don't serve oh. it with ice cream. Maybe on the side in a bowl if you like. <laughs> what kind of pie doesn't taste better with ice cream? Well, on I it? can tell you, my uncle, <laughs> just bring it to me. Hmm. She put it in plain terms. <laughs> Haven't you ever heard of a pizza? Pizza? Brand new. What's that? <laughs> if it's a pie, I want. With ice cream on it, my uncle insisted. <laughs> the customer's always right.
3: That's right, He asked it. for
4: it. He got it. And it may be the one and only pizza pie Alamode ever served. <laughs> Did he eat it? Oh, yeah. Oh. He was old school. Oh. And if it was set before <laughs> you, you ate it. At least That's right. he managed That's to right. choke down one slice. The rest was take it home to the family. Yeah. No ice cream wow i hope you enjoy that this is retro keith saying goodbye signing off right
3: so that was obviously his uh you know ancestor there you know like a great uncle from the 1990s or, or uh, eight or something like that yeah pizza's new that's crazy i say get me that pie with ice cream on it oh see? sir you don't understand see you don't understand it's a new kind of pie <laughs> I don't know what accent that is. If it's a pie. I want it with it's it's uh it's <laughs> I'm being the female for some reason. I don't know why, oh. but Sir, you don't understand. It's a good accent. I'll do a southern girl. I'll just be Sir it's a brand new pie. It's it's a it's a it's a pizza pie. Haven't you ever heard of a pizza?
2: I don't care what kind of pie it is. If it's pie, it gets served with ice cream. Now bring it to me, woman. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Place it before me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, you big idiot. <laughs> You're getting
2: <laughs> the customer's always right, and I demand to have ice cream with my new pizza pie, sir.
3: What if I just changed the name and just said pizza instead of pie? What? Let's just start over. Do you want pizza?
2: <laughs> yes, be- with ice cream oh, on it. Woman.
3: All right. All right, we're going to have a lot of fun at your expense. So <laughs> we are getting the freezer burners ice cream known to man. So ice cream on pizza. He was wow. blind. He probably, yeah, it just, it makes it more complex.
2: It does make it more complex because you would think that the waitress maybe would have been a little bit more thoughtful and yeah, sir, this is a pie that's got cheese and <laughs> yeah, dough just is made out of
3: explain bread? It. Yeah, you know, but that was back in the day. They didn't They didn't maybe have uh, sensitivities toward people's special needs, you know? Like a description. Good point. Uh, Braille. Yeah,
2: plenty of that going.
3: Braille has, has, you know, not been invented or something, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, we still have problems today, so back then it must have been horrible. So, uh, now's the time, mm. of, of the part of the show... Uh where we uh do uh y- ooh, um the recap, song. The, the... Hey, recap right. song. Let's review this one more time.
5: Okay, to recap our top story.
3: A recap song. Thanks for the recap. Alright, so what we're gonna do is recap this here podcast, and uh John, you get to choose what we uh recap. So
2: Man. I've been preparing for this. Okay, because when Two things When I heard the story About the dog Saving Claire I was thinking I wonder if James Could sing about that From the dog's perspective
3: Oh goodness Oh goodness Okay
2: i like to throw you A challenge Right out of the bat <laughs> Right out of the gate here
3: Alright here we go Let's see. I, I
2: believe in you man You can do this
3: What was the dog's name again? Uh, Steve Steve I believe Steve and Claire Okay Okay, I'm just going to go because I got nothing. Here we go. Um, I, I, I am a good boy. I love my Claire. She gives me treats when I'm good and combs my hair. And I lead her and keep her from getting killed and sometimes i get a little thrilled because as we were walking through the park i thought i saw a human shark and i saved her and then she trusted me forever but then it turned out to be a balloon And I overreacted just a little bit And I don't know if I did a good job that day or not Mm -hmm. Okay, so now day two Day two We're going to the store I'm very happy, been there before I know the place, all over the place Cause that's where the food comes from And there in front of me Was a guy I... But she couldn't see And even though he had gone past He had left a little odor That came out a little fast And it stung my nose And made me scream So I kicked her back Trying to protect her And uh, (laughs) She didn't understand And she reached Toward the smell I couldn't see it But I could feel it and it wasn't doing me very well oh please claire don't misunderstand you can't feel this stinky thing with your hand don't step forward go right back cause that guy's not done slapping the stuff out his back I don't understand how to speak, but if I could, I would just tell you plainly. That guy's farting so hard, there's probably gravy. <laughs> stay, please, stay back. Don't go near. I'm trying to protect you with my eyes and oh, nose and ears. Because I heard it before I smelled it. Cause I have great uh, senses And please Mrs. Claire Don't go forward If you exit Just go back the way you came And we'll never speak Of this again I love you lady Please don't ever leave (laughs) And I will protect you Love Steve. <laughs> and that's oh, mercy. That's all you get for tonight, folks. So those of you that hate the recap song, it was a short one. Those that love it, uh, congratulations. Wow, that's loud. Hey, send your stories to James at NLCast.com. Call them in at 2095 NLcast. ThatStoryShow.com is the website. You can follow us on Twitter at NLCast. Reviews on iTunes or wherever you found us. That would be very helpful. If you want more great podcasts like this one, visit NLCast.com. Next week, we have a special announcement. We will have a guest host named Trevor. You remember that guy? Trevor Cameron Ratface will be here yes. giving the featured story so be sure to tune in for that you can also join us live at twitch.tv on Thursday nights check the website for the schedule Um, thanks to our patrons for your support with special thanks to our producers Jennifer Kennison, Eric Kubay and James Spangler become a patron today and support your favorite show at patreon.com slash nlcast thanks to all of our listeners and thank you John I appreciate you man Yeah, well, thank you back. And remember, when something weird, annoying, embarrassing, gross, or painful happens, don't get stressed, because it'll make a great story for that story show. We'll see you guys next week. Peace.
2: Later. Later.
3: I wish I was a dog.
0: Why do you want to be a dog, John? Because I'd have a tail.